Let me know if this sounds like you. You're a teacher who's at their wits end, burned out, or maybe you're just stressed to the max. You want to get on the road to burnout recovery, but you don't know what to do, how to get there, or if it's even possible. I hear you and I want to help, but we didn't get into burnout on the same path. So why should recovery be any different? That's why I wanted to share with you a brand new free resource that I have on my website. It's called the Personalized Roadmap to Teacher Burnout Recovery. In this quick, less than five minute quiz, you'll answer questions that will help identify your needs, your strengths, and your weaknesses. Once you've completed it, you will have access to the personalized roadmap to burnout recovery that's going to give you your next best steps to take on your recovery journey, packed with resources and support along the way. Head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash quiz or head over to the link in the show notes. I cannot wait to see your action steps along the way. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, hey, teacher friend, you're listening to episode 26 of the Resilient Teacher Podcast. Are you one of those teachers who's feeling like you're in survival mode? Honestly, if you do, don't feel bad. There is a reason for that, especially at this time of year, like legit research-based stuff. And that's exactly what we're diving into today. We're talking about the annual calendar of teacher burnout, the heavily researched topic of the 12 stages of burnout, what they are, how to recognize what stage you're in, and why this step is so pivotal in breaking the burnout cycle. So let's get into it. Hey there, and welcome to the Resilient Teacher Podcast, the podcast giving overwhelmed and burned out teachers inspiration, sustainable strategies, and reigniting passion for teaching. I'm Brittany, a special education teacher and teacher resilience and retention strategist, and I am on a mission to inspire educators to prioritize their mental health and individualize their self-care routines so that they can live a balanced, fulfilling life as an educator while making a bigger impact in their classrooms and communities. Each week, I'll be sharing tips, strategies, mindset shifts, and discussing hot topics in teacher resilience with other knowledgeable experts so that you can ditch the overwhelm, prevent burnout, and create the life you've been dreaming about. So let's get started, and let me remind you that you too are a resilient teacher. Before we get into this episode, I want to give a community reviewer of the week shout out to Sarah Matisek, who is one of my community members who's reached out on Instagram, shared her takeaways in her Instagram stories. And recently she listened to episode 25 with Chad Pettit and shared that this was exactly what she needed to hear. Sarah says that she is so thankful for the podcast and that the ideas have helped her learn boundaries so she can't burn out and hopefully teach for as long as possible. I want to give a huge shout out to her for sharing her takeaways on Instagram, for sharing the podcast in her stories, because other than leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, this is the best way to support the podcast and help educators find this resource. I truly love connecting with listeners and other educators, learning about their experience in the classroom, how they're making changes, because my mission really is to help educators beat burnout and reignite their passion for teaching. So if you like what you hear, make sure you hit that follow button on your favorite podcast player so that you never miss another episode. And share the episode you love on your stories. Tag me. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that we can create a community of educators who support each other and come together to make this change in education. So this past Last week, I posted a TikTok that I truly believed to be slightly controversial. So if you know me, you know that when I post things to TikTok, I 
sometimes use pretty relevant ideas for some trending sounds, but if they have a curse word in them, I usually skip over because I don't really want to offend or cause any issues. But there was this particular trending sound that kept coming back to me. There was something about it that just called to me. It just truly felt fitting to how so many educators feel. There was no way to really edit the sound to change the one, honestly, not so controversial curse word, but I did something I usually don't do and I posted it. So if you haven't seen it yet, I'll definitely add it to the show notes for you to check out. But following this post, the response, that recognition from teachers in my comments was all over the place. And I knew I had to address it in an episode. You see, there's an actual calendar to teacher burnout throughout the school year. And you've probably seen it in a PD before or just someone discussing the timeline of a first year teacher. But truly, this timeline can span across first year and veteran teachers alike. And it seems like this may be more of the case in recent years as we're navigating this new normal. So I want to address what this looks like before we move into the real stages of burnout so that you can better understand why we feel the way that we feel this time in the year. And to give you sort of a I guess, forecast for what types of feelings are quote unquote normal at certain times of the year. So depending on what month your school year started in August and September, teachers usually enter with the sense of anticipation. Now, this can be positive or negative depending on who you are. But as we enter October and November, teachers move into survival mode. Hence, if you're feeling that way, it is, well, because it's the season to survive. (laughs) Particularly for newer teachers, we see them struggling to keep their head above water because all of it's really new and coming up with the curriculum, the lesson plans, all of that is, as we all know, very difficult. But when we consider it for veteran teachers, this comes into play now because of the changes that have been reflected over the last several years. We cannot do the things the same old way. Our nervous systems have been in overload for a while now. And this same feeling of keeping our heads above water is still very relevant for veterans. Following that, in November and December, teachers end up in a state of disillusionment, that feeling of disappointment that things are just not going as well as hoped. This is the time period where that accumulated stress compounds and it feels as if we're just never really doing enough. So after winter break, because the majority of burned out teachers have been neglecting time that they need for food, rest, friends, family, we can finally have some of that relief where we're moving into that rejuvenation phase where we've had time to recoup over that couple of weeks off. And we may feel slightly more optimistic, more revived, feel like, okay, now we've got this. That similar feeling to say probably Wednesday with hump day, we've made it through the tough days. Now we're towards relief. Finally, in April, May, and June, while we still may feel exhausted if we've been remaining stressed and overworking, this is usually the time that we spend in the reflection phase. We finally start analyzing how things went well, what went wrong, and feeling like there is an end in sight, or at least summer days with normal living ahead. (laughs) But for those of you who have been doing this song and dance for a while, these phases of time may be more or less intense. And it can be difficult to determine, am I heading for some long-term effects? And that's why it's important to dive into what the actual 12 stages of burnout looks like. Because we're not really a calendar. Our burnout doesn't care what time of the year it is. Yes, this sounds about right. And more than likely, you've been following that curve, But we need to be proactive in recognizing which stage we're currently in so that we can make a plan to break the cycle. On the burnout spectrum, there are 12 stages. It's not like you wake up one day and you feel like crap. 
it can begin with something as easy as I can't wait till Friday to I'm quitting my job and I'm going on a month long trip to Dubai. According to scientific research conducted by the guy who actually coined the term burnout, Herbert Freudenberger and North state that the burnout occurs in 12 stages. So it's essential to know where you are to determine what should be added to your recovery plan to step down. So the first stage is a compulsion to prove yourself, that excessive ambition. And this can happen as soon as back to school season starts. That anticipation can have you excessively ambitious. You might have gotten a new teaching position in a new district or you're a new mom and you really can't wait to show everybody you've got this. Therefore, you start out by being that first one in the parking lot. You take on all these responsibilities. You stay late. You complete all the tasks ahead of time. The beginning of the process tends to affect teachers who are willing to accept that responsibility at any time. They have a desire to prove themselves at work, not only with the coworkers, but also themselves and have a difficult time saying no to extra work. That first phase is why authentic boundaries are essential for new and veteran teachers. Next, you move into the second stage, which is working harder, maybe even becoming obsessed with your work. So during this stage, the feelings from the first phase are just a little bit exaggerated. In order to meet your personal high expectations, teachers may, you know, take on more work than they can handle. And because of this, they feel obligated to do everything on their own, finish it before the deadline, really missing that key component of simplifying their tasks and automating, delegating, and eliminating. This is one of the key stages where those unrealistic expectations come into play, some of those perfectionistic tendencies, perhaps. And during this stage, the teacher also finds it hard to prioritize tasks. But then you're at step three and you're neglecting your own needs. You're working late. You're waking up early. You're using your weekends to plan lessons, therefore lacking the sleep. You can't hang out with your friends and family anymore. You trade time at the gym for time in the classroom. And therefore, you really have no time for working out and cooking healthy meals. So over time, you've creeped into stage four, where you begin displacing conflicts and needs, like ignoring conflict with your friends or colleagues. For example, a friend might reach out to you to express that they're worried about you, but in return, you dismiss them. You become edgy, feel threatened, you feel anxious. And then you're at the fifth step which is changes in values to validate your self-worth. No longer any time for non-work-related needs, no time for friends, no time for family, no time for your favorite hobbies, just work, 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 work. And at this point, the way the teacher perceives their environment begins to change. Values, friends, family, hobbies are dismissed and irrelevant as they become more focused on the work that they do inside of the classroom. They may justify the changes in the priorities without being aware of the adverse effects that they cause. And this is where I see that perfect teacher narrative come into play. And this is what I talked about with Caitlin Smith in episode 21. So yeah, definitely go check that out. But if you're feeling as if this is what good teachers do, then you're changing your values to validate your self-worth. Then you head into stage six. This is increasing denial of a problem, decreasing flexibility of thought and behavior. During this stage, more problems start to emerge, but you keep denying them. That affected teacher starts to become more annoyed, more bitter. They view the problems to be caused by time and pressure and work and not because of the life changes or personal difficulties. They may become adamant and stubborn that work is most important and everything else can wait, therefore being intolerant to their social relationships due to that time and pressure. At this point, 
you finally reach the seventh stage, which is withdrawal, lack of direction, cynicism. Now you feel like no one understands you. They're nagging. You've completely withdrawn from social activities, from relationships, from work events. Therefore, isolation, pessimism, doubt start crawling in and you begin complaining. You're quick to anger. You're skeptical. And you're perceiving other people as maybe dumb or stupid for just not getting it. This is the phase where that teacher reduces social contact to a minimum and they become isolated. Their spouse, their family, their friends are seen as a burden rather than a support system. So during this phase, the teacher can become more stressed and in order to feel good, they turn to other means of gratification. So this can sometimes be alcohol or even drugs. And because of those aforementioned things that you begin to exhibit, those behavioral changes and psychological reactions, which is the eighth stage, your changes and behavior become a concern to your close family, friends, and colleagues. At stage nine, teachers can become confused about their identity. So now that this teacher is unapproachable, they start lacking that self-worth with their inner self, their needs, their surroundings, and they feel a loss of contact with themselves. They neither see themselves nor others as valuable, and they don't even perceive their own needs. Their perspective of time narrows to the present, so they see their lives as meaningless, and they may even start neglecting everything else. And then you're at stage 10, inner emptiness, anxiety, addictive behavior. And so kind of to distract themselves from their thoughts are loss in value, they start to engage in that addictive behavior, alcohol, wild and out, overeating. During this phase, the affected teacher feels completely useless, anxious, tired. To overcome these feelings, they seek out other activities, which are sometimes exaggerated. And these activities may be increased sexual activity, overeating, alcohol, and drug use. The 11th stage is just an exacerbation of that 10th stage where depression truly sets in. This increased feeling of meaninglessness and lack of interest. Teachers can be feeling lost, hopeless, uncertain of the future, leading to lacking interest, feeling worthless, and depressed. And then we're at the final stage, which is that physical exhaustion that can be life-threatening. Getting to this point means a total mental, emotional, and or physical breakdown. And at that point, you really need help. As you can see, as we progress from stages seven and up, these lead to more serious difficulties in the long run. These latter stages can end up with lifelong effects. And hey, if you listen to this and thought, oh my gosh, that's me, you are not alone. According to American Institute of Stress, 40% of all working people report that their job is very or extremely stressful. So conditions that would put them at risk for burnout. And 92% of teachers in the past two years have reported that their job is very or extremely stressful. I received several questions in the comments on the TikTok that I posted asking if these stages were sequential. And the truth is, we can move up and down the ladder over and over and over. We move fluidly through these stages until we finally decide that enough is enough and we create and begin a recovery plan. We set authentic boundaries. We reclaim our authenticity for who we truly are to completely step off. But once we've been there, it is so easy to end up back on that Stairmaster of burnout. But think about what I just said about the calendar or the phases that we go through in a school year. It's easy to become excited about the new school year and then truly go too hard. As athletes often have to do, we have to train for this. So recovery isn't some magic pill that's going to help you step off this ladder and then you're good. This isn't a race. 
it's a marathon. And I know that's not what you wanted to hear, but because of our personality types, especially if we're perfectionistic or people pleasers, which I talked about in episode 24. So go back and listen to that. If you think you might be one of these types of teachers, we can easily get that excessive ambition or that compulsion to prove ourselves that we end up in stage six of burnout before there are ever any symptoms present. These aren't necessarily sequential because maybe we skip a few stair steps on the race to the top, depending on who we are. But just knowing your current stage is a vital part of breaking the burnout cycle. I've said this before, but one of the most transformative practices that we can implement is self-discovery. And really determining what stage of burnout we're in is one of the ways that we can evaluate and become more self-aware so that we as educators can begin that first step to recovery. If we can learn to see ourselves, our strengths, our weaknesses, we are bound to make a great change. This practice of knowing ourselves truly leads to creating our unique recovery plan, one that makes sense specifically and uniquely for you. Think about when we develop lesson plans and differentiate for our students. We have to assess what they already know so that we can help them grow. So when it comes to personal and professional development, it's essential for us to do the same thing. In order to make our career sustainable, we need to assess our needs and then create a plan that's aligned to us to make that progress. So in order to break the burnout cycle or even develop a plan for recovery, it requires us to first evaluate our current status and our relationship with burnout. Knowing where you are in the stages of burnout allows you to see where you are currently. Because of the earlier stages of burnout are not easily recognized, we may get to that point where it feels like we're off the ladder, but easily hop right back on again. So there is a way to break the burnout cycle. And that's why I've created a live masterclass completely free for anybody who registers. And in this masterclass, I'm sharing what exactly the burnout cycle is, how it impacts educators, how to break the burnout cycle, and the six simple steps to surviving and thriving in education, even when you're at the end of the rope. You can register for free by heading over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash webinar or heading over to the show notes for the link to check it out there. Because this is a live webinar and it's scheduled for Black Friday, if you're unable to make it live, I will have a replay available for a limited time afterwards, but only for those who receive the free registration and they'll get that link to watch in their email. So make sure you register for free and I'll look forward to seeing you there. Don't forget, you are a resilient teacher. We are in this together. You've got this. Before you go, head over to teachingmindbodyandsoul.com slash podcast to check out any links, freebies, and resources discussed in this episode so that you can start recovering from or preventing burnout and reigniting your passion for teaching. If you liked this episode and it helped you or made you think in any way, I know it will be for other educators too. So subscribe and leave a review so more educators can find this community as well. Did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the teachers in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to and tell tag me and post it in your stories. What do you say that we start creating a trail for more teachers around us so that we can start to make the change in the system of education, how teachers are seen and respected, and for ourselves? I look forward to connecting with you more on Instagram at Teaching Mind, Body, and Soul or TikTok at Miss Princess Teach. I am always looking for an excuse to chat more about burnout, resilience, and teacher support. I'll see you in the next episode.